Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clean. And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 201 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek. It is the Wednesday before the trade deadline, and we have a lot to talk about. Thanks to a 2 a.m. Woj bomb, we need to talk about the Tobias Harris trade that came out of nowhere. We'll also talk about some of the other minor deals that happened the past few days. Give the latest update on Anthony Davis, and we'll discuss some should-be buyers and sellers heading into the trade deadline. Before we get to all of that, a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter, at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well. It's it's busy. I'll I'll say as much because <laughs> yeah. I am going to be doing like a live uh, stream of the trade deadline. So for all the Danish listeners checking in, you can see myself and a couple of my cronies starting from 7 p.m. lasting until 10 p.m. on YouTube. I'll definitely share the link out on Twitter and my Facebook account that you all follow. Uh, so stay tuned. It'll be three hours of analysis, breaking news, and, and all types of stuff. And we ha- even have like graphics going. It's going to be real nice. Uh, so yeah, a little bit busy. So that's why I really, really appreciated that Vosh actually broke news during <laughs> you know my time zone. I, I, I really have enjoyed seeing all the American writers going, Oh, this is so late. What are you doing, Vosh? Like, <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world, Brian. Welcome to my world, everyone. Hey, man, I was still awake when that trade broke. You know, I, sometimes for Bleacher Report, I have to work until 2 a.m., and that was last night was one of those nights. So I was just finishing a piece about what the Wizards should do at the trade deadline, which we'll talk about later. Uh, and then, boom, all of a sudden, they're like, I, I thought I was just delirious because I see <laughs> Woj just tweet this out of nowhere. And then my mind is, like, racing for the next 40 minutes, and I'm like, should I stay up and write something? Should I contact Mort and record a pot at two in the morning? But then I realized my wife would kill me. So we delayed. <laughs> we delayed it until now. Apologies. But let's just I was right I in. was up late too, remember? I, yeah, I've been I up late over the past few days because I'm just sitting there waiting for an Anthony Davis trade to go down. Yeah. And here, here's the thing. I was actually pretty fortunate because I woke up about 30 minutes after the news broke today. Okay. Yeah. Only because I'm old and my body is horrible and I had to pee. (laughs) I've only had like four hours of sleep. And then, of course, as you do, like you just flip on the phone and, oh, there we go. Tobias Harris is a sixer. (laughs) And, you know, started writing an article, commenting on it. Then you're up. Like, then you can't do anything. You're you're 
your sleep is just shot to hell. It's yeah. It's so I know you were online at like while the Sixers game was on last night. I'm like, what are you doing? It's three in the morning. There, go to sleep. <laughs> and naturally, naturally, I was watching the Sixers game. I, yeah. Ironically, I was watching the Sixers game and I was flipping over and I was actually watching the end of the Clippers uh, Hornets game where Tobias okay. Harris made the game winning play. Yeah. So I actually followed the two teams that were about to make a trade just a few hours later on. You saw Mike Muscala's final triumphant minutes in a Sixers uniform. You could be forever grateful for that. I'm so, I'm so satisfied. <laughs> so satisfied. All right, so let's just jump right in because, yeah, like at 2.30 a.m. Eastern time, Woj comes out and says the Clippers and Sixers have agreed on a six-player deal. The Sixers are getting Tobias Harris. They're getting Boban, which I might be even more excited about than Tobias Harris, to be honest. <laughs> And they're getting Mike Scott. The Sixers gave up Landry Shamit, their own 2020 first-round pick, which is protected. It's lottery-protected 2020, 2021, and 2022. If it doesn't convey, it's two second-round picks in 2023 and 2024. All of this is from Derek Bodner of The Athletic. They also gave up the unprotected 2021 first-round pick from the Miami Heat that they got in the Mikhail Bridges-Zaire Smith trade. Uh, And they also gave up Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala. I'm, I'm pouring three drops out for Wilson. Zero drops out for Mike Muscala. Losing losing him is addition by subtraction. Um, so more. Let's talk about it from the Sixers side first. What do you think of the deal? I mean, you get Tobias Harris and Boban. Yeah, that's that's really what this comes down to. Like you are opening yourself up to winning something now, or at least you know making. A, a valid attempt at going to the finals. I, I, mm-hmm. th- this is where it's at. You know, are you still it's here below Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee? I mean, you know, before this this trade, I would have said yes. Now I'm not mm-hmm. so sure. It, it <laughs> but it, it all hinges on you know how you mesh. You know, as right. a squad and as a unit. You know, right before we started recording, I said you know, now you have so much firepower. You essentially have five guys who could average over 18 points a game. Like you mm-hmm. should basically be the Houston Rockets of the East, which you apparently disagree with, and that's fine. But, I, you know, just having that capability of putting a ton of points on the board is a tremendous asset in the Eastern Conference because those teams usually are just not that great. Mm-hmm. And that might be your one shot at getting past those Giants in the Bucks and the Celtics and the Raptors. So for you guys, like, it's, it's just cashing in your chips, all yeah. of them, really. Yeah. And just going for it, which, you know, it takes balls. So, you know, Elton Brand has brass balls, which I'll, you know, give him credit for. Right. Yeah, I mean, my my first instinct is to be nervous about this trade. Because yes. Tobias and Harrison, I get that. yeah, like he can walk in 30 games. I mean, you know, not yeah. counting the playoffs, but he could walk in five months. Now, and Jimmy, Jimmy can too. Right. So I'm assuming you do this trade with some sort of back channel understanding that if you offer him a max or a near near max deal that he's going to stay in philly but like if you didn't do that and he walks at 30 games and you just gave up two first round picks two second round picks and landry shamit for a rental in a season where the warriors are the clear undisputed favorites and would need a catastrophe to strike not to win the title then this is a disaster yes absolutely um but again, this is the risk of the run. And, and here's what I'm finding intriguing is if it cost you guys 
four picks in a rookie, essentially five picks, mm-hmm. three of which you know are are th- first rounders. Mm-hmm. One, I believe, is could be an end of a second rounder. I think that was the twenty. No, how was it? The twenty twenty three. Uh, the two second rounds are twenty twenty one and twenty twenty three. Yeah, but you had a, another first rounder that would convert. Into, oh yeah, in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but still, even so, that's a lot of that's a lot of draft picks. Yeah. I so know. I I totally get why the Pelicans are asking for the moon for a, <laughs> regarding Anthony Davis, which yeah. we'll you know touch on later on, obviously. But now right. I'm just like for every Laker fans out there, we're like. That's too much to ask for. Right. Well, you know what? Now you should be really, really upset with with uh, Philadelphia for giving up yes. those picks because yes. now they just set the price for Davis. So yeah. basically what I'm saying is Lakers fans and Philly fans on Twitter should just go to war right now and get it over with. Right. Just, yeah. yeah. Philly screwed over both the Lakers and the Celtics of this deal, which is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, please explain why I shouldn't be the one to go this yeah. route because so, I, I want the Philly fan to really rub this in. <laughs> I mean, because the Clippers owe their lottery-protected first-round pick to the Celtics this year, uh, it's pretty clear that this move does not make the Celtic or the Clippers immediately better. So one can only assume either the Kings or the Lakers will jump them in the playoff race, and they'll end up getting like the twelve or thirteen pick. Mm-hmm. So that pick then is lottery-protected, I believe, again next year, uh, and then if it doesn't convey by then, I believe it turns into two second-round picks. So if the Celtics are dangling this in Anthony Davis discussions this summer, and you know they're banking on having the Clippers pick, the Kings pick, the Grizzlies pick, and then their own pick, well, the Kings now could make the playoffs. So like this hurts not only the Clippers pick, but it probably hurts the Kings pick too. The Grizzlies, we'll talk about in a bit, they might, that's a top eight protected pick. That might not fall out of the top eight. So, you know, the, the, the Celtics <laughs> may end up not having the draft, the, the pick haul that we thought coming into the year, which yes. is perfect. It makes, oh God, it makes me so happy. But <laughs> I, I mean, I hear you, like, I, I get that this is like, it's an all-in move for the Sixers, which I don't totally understand. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Stand again because, you know, look at the Warriors, but at the same time, this does give them insurance in case Jimmy Butler leaves this summer. Like you still have a Tobias Harris who you can resign and you could still have three like all-star caliber players even if you lose Butler. I think here's what like long term I feel like either they resign Harris and Butler and then they have this big four which Woj says that's their plan right now. So clearly like ownership has given the go ahead that we're willing to pay the tax for the next couple seasons because that's what's going to happen. Like I, I, you know, with Simmons is due for an extension, he can sign it this summer. It doesn't kick in until 2020. So he'll be pretty cheap. I think at like $8 million next year. But if you re-sign Harrison Butler to maxes and B's already on a max, mm. add in Simmons, that's 101 million right there. The cap is 109. 
So you could That's probably yeah, you could probably still stay under the tax, especially if you trade Markel Fultz, which I'm assuming they're going to do at this point. But after Simmons's extension kicks in, then there's no way you're going to be a tax paying team. You cannot have four max players and not pay the tax. So how much are the Sixers owners willing to stomach? Are they willing to pay an exorbitant amount of tax like the Thunder are if they're legit championship contenders? That's going to Yeah, I mean that'll go a long way toward determining how good this deal is. What I think happens or what I think they're trying to do is re-sign Jimmy and Tobias. They'll have a full year to evaluate before they really need to start worrying about the tax because again, Simmons extension doesn't kick in until 2020. So right. come back next January and say, oh, all right, this core isn't meshing as we thought, potentially. And then you can do what the Clippers just did with Blake Griffin and trade one of those guys, depending on who's the problem child, most likely Jimmy. But you can trade one of those guys, <laughs> sign to a new deal, and they'll actually yeah. have, I mean, in theory, they'll have trade value because they're, you know, they're, they're signed long term. Right. As long as their play doesn't decline, which Jimmy's could because of the knee and the age so he's probably the one guy that's the primary trade candidate at this point yeah that's what i would think too because tobias is still relatively young i think he's 26 he turns 27 in july yeah yeah so it feels like he's been around forever i know but so he actually aligns pretty well in terms of age with simmons and mb or at least better than butler does Mm -hmm. so it, it this does feel like I, you know, it feels like the precursor to Butler being moved eventually. Whether I don't think it happens by Thursday. I've seen some people on Twitter saying like, "All right, now the Sixers should flip Jimmy for wing depth because like their starting five right now is great in theory, right? Like Simmons, Redick, Embiid, Simmons, Butler. That's a crazy good starting five. But the mm-hmm. bench is a crime scene. It's T.J. McConnell, it's Mike Scott, who's actually I mean he's he's fine. He's a he he's as good of a rotation player as Mike Muscala is. You know he's hit, he's a career thirty five point seven percent three point shooter. But and he's, he's got shot, better tattoos. That and he's got better tats, but he's shot thirty eight percent from three over the last four years. Right. He he's fine. You've got Boban. You have Jonah Bolden. You have zero wings. You have absolutely no wings. So you're either yeah. I have back a solution for that. Corey Brewer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dangle Fultz. Yeah, that's what I think they have to do. Because now you're going all in anyway. Right. Might as well. And yeah. you know, if you need only need one team to be high on Foles. That's what right. you need. You need yeah. one team to be high on Foles. Yeah. That should be doable in a league with 30 teams. Like just like we've talked about this so many times. Like just give the Chicago Bulls a chance to like make a press conference where they go, "We have another first round pick." Like <laughs> even the top draft pick from, you know, <laughs> Yeah, 2017 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, Terrence Ross stands out as an obvious guy. Yeah. But maybe the Sixers try to see if he gets bought out. Wes Matthews is an obvious buyout candidate. They can't make salaries match That was the two guys I was looking at. Like, Ross in a trade, Mm -hmm. Matthews as the buyout market, and then maybe maybe you can flip Korkmaz? Yeah, I mean, he has no value. I can't imagine. Are we sure about that, though? He shouldn't, because they declined his team option. So whichever yeah. team acquires him is limited into how much they could re-sign him for. Oh, even so, I mean, he's still got some shooting potential. I, st- I still think he can be, like, a-, a type of Evan Fournier. 
Mm. Like, eventually, it's just a slow start. He's very young. He's, like, 21. I mean, my dream scenario would somehow be getting David Nwaba from the Cavs. Yep, yep. One of my favorite guys in the league. And, by the way, next year, you have Sayur Smith back. Yeah. So, so you're not completely screwed. Right. You just need to figure out, like, what you can get. Like, hey, look, Sixers fans are going to crucify me right now, but... If some team offers something crazy for Sayer Smith, oh yeah, like I mean, you I'd got, be I open mean, to it. I wouldn't, right. I wouldn't feel forced to do anything, but I would listen to it. You've picked your lane at this point. Like right. you can't go, <laughs> you can't, you can't trade for two impending free agents, Jimmy and Tobias Harris, and I'd be like, no, actually, we want to keep some young guys around who aren't going to be, who, you know, we want to keep Fultz and Zaire around, even though they aren't going to make an impact in the playoffs, like. That's what makes me nervous about this deal is that ultimately I feel like it's setting the stage for the Ben Simmons hostage crisis sponsored by Clutch Sports in 2023. That was coming regardless, though. I know, I know it was, but like now you know you can clearly see the foundation being laid if Harris or Butler leave and they just got rid of a lot of their assets they could have been using to improve their team down the road. And you know that's another thing that makes me nervous. Like, why are you going all in? When Embiid's 24 and Simmons is 22, and you have team control over those guys for the next half decade. Mm. I don't know. Uh, it, I mean, it's good, like much like the Kristaps deal that we talked about with Deeks last week, it's hard to evaluate the Sixers side until we see what happens. Really, I mean, not only in the coming days with whatever other trades they make or whoever they get on the buyout market, but what happens in July. Like, if Harris leaves, this is a complete disaster. If they re-sign him for less than the max, yeah, that's that's pretty good, especially if Jimmy leaves and that gave them an insurance policy. I think for the Clippers side of things, it's a home oh, run yeah. no matter what. Oh, yeah. So, basically, uh, most of Denmark were, were up, obviously, at that point in time when the news break, uh, broke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of L.A. fans over here. Not, not just Lakers fans, but like, you know, Clippers fans, people who root for LA teams because they like the city of Los Angeles, which uh-huh. is a little different. And and a lot of the reaction I saw were like, "What the hell happened? Like, why would they trade Tobias? We could have made the eighth seed." And right. yeah, but that's part of the problem. Like, you were not a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, you probably would have made the eighth seed, and that would have been fine. That could have been fun. But ultimately, you could have seen yourself gotten swept. And then what's fun in that? Then you'd lose Tobias Harris, Harris potentially, for absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And here, instead of losing him for nothing, you actually get four draft picks and Landry Shamit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, an inc- that's a crazy good return. Like, you have to pull the trigger on that, even if you are in playoff contention, because you have to gauge where you're at as a, as a competitive level. And you're not there yet. You're not able to go up against Golden State. You're not able to go up against Houston, those guys, or Denver. Like, you are you know, a lesser playoff team. Mm-hmm. If that, like, you could even risk yourself not making it, even even fully healthy. So this deal was such a win for them. I, I consider the trade a win-win for both sides just because you actually, you know, Philly got a significant game changer, someone who can legitimately move the needle. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what they need, especially because Harris right now is, you know, he's he's hitting two threes a game, 
on yeah. 43% shooting from the outside. Like, And he's only taking 4.7. In Philly, I want that to, like, I want those two numbers to switch. Like, he should yeah. take 7.4. I just want him to gun from the outside. I think it will. It should. I mean, yeah. you guys need it as well. So, yeah. I mean, you get a, a difference maker, and the Clippers, they get so many assets moving forward that they yeah. wouldn't have gotten otherwise if Harris just expired on them and left for nothing, like signed with the Knicks or something. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I, Basically, I think that's what makes it different than the Kristaps deal is that... Exactly. Like, you know, they they ultimately, like, in theory, you could say both teams got a somewhat similar return in a young, promising player. The Knicks got Dennis Smith Jr., the Clippers got Landry Shamit. They each got two first-round picks. Um, the Clippers are a little bit worse because the Sixers' 2020 pick could actually be two second-rounders. Mm. That said, I mean, Kristaps was a restricted free agent. There's the qualifying mm-hmm. offer threat, so he might have left anyway. But you're right. Tobias Harris easily could have left the Clippers in five months. And if, yeah. I mean, like, the Clippers have been angling for two max contract spots. Like, they, I, Tobias Harris was, was their plan B. All, all, all the way, all the way. And, Tobias and the Harris thing, is like, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, it's, it's their plan A is Kawhi Leonard and something, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving or something. Yeah, right, right. Like Tobias Harris was the backup plan. Yeah, he and he wasn't like a break glass in case of emergency plan, but like just <laughs> a plan B, as you said, just right. so we don't. Yeah, but but you're right. I I, I love the fact that you bring up Kristaps here because this is the type of deal the the Knicks should have gotten. Like, that's why I'm down on the Kristaps deal. And it's also why I respectfully disagree with Deke still, you know, on this mm-hmm. matter, because we discussed it last week. I, I mean, I just don't see why the Knicks wouldn't shop him around even more. Like, we heard afterwards, like, a lot of teams coming out of the woodwork going, hey, you know what, we didn't even get a chance to, to put an offer in. Right. Like, if Tobias Harris fetches this sort, sort of package, Kristaps like, yeah. Porzingis, obviously, if given the time and the concentration level of it, would have fetched something similar. Like, the, the the Clippers here got both salary cap relief for the summer, and they mm-hmm. got assets. Sure, the Knicks got assets too, but not as many. And that's a drawback when they're trying to attract free agents. Like, who's there? What What's there? What's coming in the future? Not much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas I mean, with the Clippers now, like, hey, we're loaded with draft picks. Right. The, the Knicks did get more, like, they were able to dump 30 million of bad salary which we can't discount and the clippers right all all the guys the clippers traded are in the last year of their deal so we'll see what happens they still don't have enough cap room i believe for two max spots unless they get rid of danilo gallinari for somehow for an expiring contract but i think they're under less pressure to hit a free agent this summer just because again like chris stops you had under team control Tobias Harris, you did not. Getting assets for him now makes sense. Getting mm-hmm. like giving up on Kristaps Porzingis before you could even offer him that five-year deal and have the ability to match whatever. Like I, I just don't think the qualifying offer for a seven-two or seven-three guy coming off a torn ACL. I don't buy it, and I think the Knicks should have at least considered calling his bluff in that regard. So no, I buy it. I buy it with the Knicks. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't buy it. Like with with Dallas at all? No, 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 no. And but he's already, totally, yeah, yeah, he's like backtracked on that already. He had the press conference Monday. 
Right. <laughs> someone, someone asked about it. Cuban like reaches over, is like, "Let me answer that for you." Yeah. Yes, he's going to resign. <laughs> but but just to clarify, when I say you know that they get cap relief, you mm-hmm. know the Clippers, yeah. I mean by actually trading Tobias Harris. Yeah. Because yeah. that way mm-hmm. his cap hold is yep. not going to clock things up. Yep. At yep. all. Like, you're not going to sit there going, oh, we don't really know. We're in a holding pattern. You know, Tobias is here. We can kind of get him. But he does have a pretty big cap hole that's preventing us from moving forward. So we need to take a decision. But if we renounce him, then we better get, you know, this guy and this guy. There's a lot of additional planning going in when you have these big cap holes look, you know, locked up in a way. Re- by removing him from the equation entirely, you squash all that. Yeah. Like, right now, the Clippers can go straight in to the offseason with no, like, you know, considerations to their current cap and just say, hey, you know what? Here's money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how this thing works out for both sides. Uh, there were a couple other trades that happened. Not Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles excludes in-store clearance. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nearly as big of blockbusters, but they have happened since we recorded last, so we're going to discuss them quickly. First, the Portland Trailblazers acquired Rodney Hood from the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're sending two second-round picks, one in 2021 and one in 2023, for and along with Nick Stauskas and Wade Baldwin. Yeah. Thoughts? For Rodney Hood. Yeah, for Rodney Hood. I mean, look, I, I like Rodney Hood, but it depends on the type of Rodney Hood you get back. If you get yeah. the Utah Jazz version, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm genuinely okay with it because they need a guy who can take offensive pressure away from Dame and CJ. So that's good. If they get a if they get the good old-fashioned Rodney Hood who can come in, average 15 points a game and drain two triples and just be a perimeter threat, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But he lost a lot of confidence in Cleveland. And even this year with no LeBron, like he's averaging like 12 points a game. Like you would think that he has like carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wants right now. And he's not really doing it. So that's a little bit concerning to me. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm kind of afraid he's one of those guys who peaks very early and can't really uh, develop his game to the point where he, you know, grows. And becomes mm-hmm. a more efficient and, and a more versatile player. That, that He's just the same player that he will be moving forward. If that's the case, that's a horrendous deal. Because not, it's giving up any picks, first or seconds, in 2023. When mm-hmm. the league is expected to allow high, high schoolers back in. That's valuable. Like, if I was running a franchise right now, I would, I would put those picks on lock. And I would go out... And I would try everything I could just to get as many 2023 picks, whether it be that first or second round. 
in. So giving up that for Hood is a hell of a gamble. Besides, he can walk as well. Right, right. Wait, I thought that the one and dones are going to be 2022, allegedly. It was it was supposed to be 2021 at first, and then they said and then that's moved not going to happen. And then we saw one report saying it might even be 2023. So honestly, oh, really? yeah. So I'm... Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've gone back and forth on this as well because a lot of people ask me, so, hey, was it 2022, 2021, like 2023? Yeah. So, like, we've had three different years. It would be really nice for the league to just come out with something. Yeah, they really should because, like, now yeah. teams are trading these 2023 picks and that could be, like, I, I, I would assume teams are operating under the assumption that it's 2022. It's 2022? All right. Yeah, because, if that's the case, that yeah. would make a lot more sense but just imagine if it ends up being 2023 i know or 2021 like the miami pick yep. the Sixers just gave the up miami is... pick right there yeah yeah yeah, it, yeah I mean, they're it cutting really it close affect, yeah it yeah. really does affect these negotiations but like i i just don't have any super strong feelings about this trade like it's it's fine i mean as you said hood could walk this summer he's another body on the wing in the playoffs i don't think this drastically improves Portland's playoff outlook. Like I still think they're no. behind. Okay, they need one more trade. Yeah, Denver, Golden State, but yeah, whatever. No, they they need to pull my Evan Turner for James Johnson trade. <laughs> I do like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really need to pull that because again, Hood is not a difference maker defensively, and that's right. that's where they need a little bit of assistance. Like, yeah, I get that they have Yusuf Nurkic, who is you know improved on that end, and mm-hmm. I get that Alfaro Gamino is a versatile defender, but like. Looking over that starting unit as well, like, who mm-hmm. else you got? Yeah. The other blo- blockbuster trade that happened involving the Los Angeles Lakers. This is this was good on Tuesday night when, when all these tweets started coming out. The Los Angeles Lakers have agreed to trade to, and then you get excited because you think it's Anthony Davis. They traded <laughs> Svee Mikhailuk and a second round pick to the Detroit Pistons for Reggie Bullock. I, I like it for yeah. uh, for L.A., Reggie like Bullock, yeah. Reggie Bullock is good. Like, remember, yes. had it not been for the AD trade work request, I would have been so high on getting Bullock to New Orleans. Yeah. As that, you know, the the three man that they needed. Like, right. Because he can play the, both the two and the three. Mm-hmm. So he, he would have made so much sense. But after AD, like, yeah. nope. Right. Like, it made no right. sense. Right. And him going to the Lakers, like, I, I'm going to say something that might be a slight hot take but he's probably going to be their second most consistent player behind lebron Mm -hmm. which is saying something (laughs) right right yeah i i mean i guess i i you know i i acknowledge it's in a lesser role but you know what you're gonna get with him like a lot of three-point shooting and him spotting up and him moving without the ball and he's doing it consistently yeah i mean he's a career 39.8 percent three-point shooter He's taking a career-high 6.7 attempts per game this year, 38.8% from three. The Lakers, I mean, that's been one of their biggest weaknesses. They were like, (laughs) they went out this summer like, we don't need shooters around LeBron. That's what the Cavs did. Look how that worked for them. So they they signed a bunch of non-shooters and predictably backfired. So now they're like, oh, we actually did need shooters around LeBron. That's that's our mistake. We're sorry. So Uh, so why are they trying to trade for Anthony Davis? (laughs) Well, we'll get there. But, I mean, from the Pistons side, I know some Pistons fans were like, why are they doing this deal? Bullock's unrestricted this summer. Svee's under team control for two more years. You get a second-round pick as well. Yeah, and Svee has potential. Like, yeah. He he was a young senior at Kansas, and that right. boy can shoot. Yeah. 
He just and, didn't get the opportunity in L.A. for some reason. And for the Pistons, like, you, y'all are like, what? what's the upside in re-signing Reggie Bullock? Like, you're 24-29, you're a game and a half out of the playoffs in the East. Like, you're kind of stuck as long as you got yeah. Blake, Andre, and Reggie Jackson together. So... Yeah, and Bullock is going to cost something. Like, he's yeah. not going to come as cheap as V at all. Like, no, Bullock could no, no. easily, like, earn $8 million a year. Yeah, I think somewhere around the mid-level exception yeah. seems right for him. It really does. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't... I, I Again, I'm ambivalent. <laughs> I have strong feelings about the Tobias Harris trade. I am very ambivalent about the Rodney Hood and Svi trades. Uh, let's go into the latest update in As the Brow Turns. Since <laughs> since we've had some good ones in the past couple days. Uh, according, I think it was the Los Angeles Times who reported this. The, the Lakers' most recent offer for Anthony Davis was just literally all of their kids. Like, their entire young core. Yeah. It was Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, Hart, Zubac, KCP to match salaries, two first-round picks, and the willingness to take back Solomon Hill's contract. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? Is that, like, are we in the ballpark? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, the Lakers score just isn't that good. So I think <laughs> New Orleans, from a perspective, is looking at it from, you know, uh, do, do you have a single guy in that package with all NBA potential? Right. I think they're looking at, you know, a, a lot of young guys who can grow into something. Like, yeah, you know, Brandon Ingram obviously can, can be a full-time star in this league for many, many years. That's fine. He can even make a couple all-star teams. Like I've compared his 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 career potentially to be sort of a Luol Deng in terms of like a two-time all-star and then just a fine starter otherwise without mm-hmm. the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma is a scorer. He's not really a whole lot else. Mm-hmm. You have Lonzo Ball, who everyone is gushing about, but I mean, I'm still I'm not there. I get you know that he has a nice floor game in terms of being able to initiate the offense. But to me, he's a guy who can't hit free throws, struggles from the outside, doesn't even draw fouls all that well, is really a liability offensively. And I get that he's very young and he can get better and he will get better. Mm-hmm. But him turning the page and becoming some instant superstar after <laughs> right. struggling for two seasons just seems unlikely to me. Yeah, Josh Hart, there will always be a ceiling on a guy like Josh Hart. He's a fine player, should eventually end up somewhere where he wins a ring, just like a 3 and D guy. Uh, Subach is, like, Mark actually said something interesting last week. Like, he might be the best of the bunch, which is, I, <laughs> right. I, hadn't, I hadn't even considered that. But that's actually right. a very good point because he is extremely productive. He's extremely skilled. The only problem is he's a big. Yeah. And yeah. in today's world, that's just not what you what you go after in that sense. So it, it's unfortunate. I, I, I do question, like, all right, we're willing to take on Solomon Hill. Yeah, that's fine. But if you're trading Anthony Davis and you're rebuilding anyway, mm-hmm. you know, it's not a priority to take, you know, get Solomon Hill off the, the roster. Like, yeah, I, I made the same mistake when I made, like, the, the fake Denver trade uh, mm-hmm. last time around. But when I think about it, like, it's not even necessary. Right. Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. I, like, no. I mean, it's the same thing you've been arguing with Memphis, too. And we'll talk about them. And, like, all these teams that are considering trading their stars. We were saying with Kemba, if we were going to trade him, don't try to package bad salary. Yeah. You're only going to decrease your return. Like, if, if you're if you're the, the Pelicans 
And, you know, they said no to that trade. And they're reportedly requesting anywhere between six and eight draft picks. I think four first rounders and two to four second rounders. I get Yeah, right. I get, especially after the Tobias Harris trade. Like that, mm-hmm. that draft pick haul is right in line. But you shouldn't be trying to get out of Solomon Hill's contract as well. Right. Like, because just, that'll just cost you assets. Right. There's no point. Just pay the one more year. You're not going to yep. be a free agent destination anyway. Now, for the, the Lakers side of things, I could understand their frustration because that is a lot to give up, even though none of those guys necessarily profiles as an all-NBA player. But from the Pelican side, one, LeVar Ball has already come out, or sorry, Voldemort has already come out and said, Lonzo that's doesn't want to go to... $15 in the swear jar. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's the one swear we are definitely not allowed to say on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> but he's already come out and said he doesn't want to go to New Orleans. He wants him to go to Phoenix. You know, he's coming out and now trashing Luke Walton. Like, the Pelicans just don't want that headache coming into a rebuild. So that's one thing to consider. And two, like, we still have the same problem of if you're the Pelicans, it behooves you to see how the lottery shakes out, see what the Celtics are willing to offer if they're willing to dangle Tatum. If, If I'm the Pelicans, though, I get a firm commitment from Danny Ainge that I am willing to include Jason Tatum in this trade this summer. Because mm-hmm. if he, like, dicks around and they're like, how about Tatum? He's like, well, we'll see. Like, maybe I'd be willing to consider it. And he's going to come back this summer and be like, no, screw you. Yeah. No, no, no. So you you need a firm promise that Jason Tatum is in that deal. Or I think maybe you do consider taking this Lakers deal by Thursday. Because, you know, the Lakers are going to come out and say this summer, this was our best deal. You lose something because we get five fewer months with Anthony Davis he didn't help us with our playoff push in 2018, 2019. Like we wanted part of the reason we wanted him was to get LeBron in the playoffs this year. That did or did not happen. Or we got knocked out in the first round, whatever. But now we're going to take some of this stuff off the table. You do run the risk of that. If you're in new Orleans, that said, mm-hmm. new Orleans could also say, all right, cool. Well, if you take away things from our offer, we're not going to trade him to you. <laughs> some other team is bound to get, interested in trading him even if he's a rental for a year or like boston could still probably beat your offer even if they don't include tatum so godspeed no let's let's not go crazy i'm i mean tatum is the prize here like what can you do yeah i mean he's the prize but you could still do brown marcus smart as many as four first round picks in 2019 alone future firsts as well a lot of those picks are not going to come in high though in and theory. then it's really the Grizzlies it, one will. The Grizzlies one will. That's one. But here's the thing: like Jalen Brown, we're really not sure what he is at this point. Yeah. Marcus yeah. Smart is. I I'm not ready to say that he's a Brad Stevens player, but yeah. I'm also yeah. not yeah. saying that he's not going to be. It's <laughs> a good call. I mean? Yeah, it could be a very yeah. Avery Bradley 2.0. Yeah, he could be, and that's kind of what has me worried. But yeah. I, I'll actually echo what Kevin Arnovitz said on the Low Post uh, podcast the other day. He actually raised a very, very good point, which I want to re- reiterate here. Okay. He said, you know, teams who are not in the running, they could still come in and look at Anthony Davis as, as uh, you know, as flipping a house. Like, just trading for him, having him on the cap for a few, and, and playing him on the court for a few months to see if he can fall in love with the organization and the team and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they can still trade him in the summer. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be able to recoup everything, but you would have to 
uh, it's it's an investment of seeing if you can make him fall in love with your, your franchise. If it ultimately yeah. costs you like one big asset, who cares? That's that's a gamble you're willing to make because you will be able to get something for him this summer as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll have him for these, you know, four, five, six months. You won't even have to trade him in the early parts of the summer either. You, you can wait. You can even wait yeah. to the next traded line. So you'll actually have Davis for a significant period of time with the ability to trade him afterwards if he insists that he's not going to resign there. Like, yeah. yeah, fair enough. You will lose an asset, maybe two. But who cares? It's worth the gamble. Yeah, to me that feels like too much like NBA 2K to be real life. Like, I I mean, it depends on which team does it. Like, if yeah. a Denver does it, may, or a Toronto does it, like a team that's positioned to win right away. That's right. one thing because you probably you have you would have a chance to sell him on your core and on of your course future. you know what team I'm talking about here. Yes, Denver. If yeah, right. But if it's like the Phoenix Suns or the Chicago Bulls that do it, no, 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 that's dumb. Like, yeah, cause absolutely. He's, he's clearly gone. It's it's got to be a team ready to win now and that has a good culture and could convince him potentially to resign. Right. Yeah. That uh, entirely fair. But those teams are out there. Like, yeah. again, if Denver makes this call, um, makes this trade, like, okay, let's say they give up Jamal Murray. Like, the package we've discussed, you know, mm-hmm. many, many times. Jamal Murray, uh, Malik Beasley, uh, Michael Porter. I was about to call him Kevin Porter, but that's a, that's a guy who's in college right now. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr., Paul Millsap for, for salary cap purposes, and a f- couple first-rounders. Then you get AD in here. You're playing for the rest of the year, and then you kind of talk to him over the course of summer, see where his head is at. Like if they make a deep playoff run, he might actually be going. Oh, oh, this is this is pretty easy because I have like the one of the best passing centers of all time right next mm-hmm. to me, just feeding me at sixteen alley oops a game. Like that's kind of <laughs> great. Right. Um, right. And then if he's like, no, oh, you know what? I'm actually I'm I'm all about the L.A. All right. Then Denver goes. You know what? Then let's find you a way to L.A. and we'll take you know Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzma and whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Well, if a trade goes down, we actually probably will not be able to do an emergency podcast. You'll have to wait till Friday either way. But I'm still skeptical of Davis deal goes down by the deadline. How about you? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I, I don't I don't think it will. Like we're just like shooting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the hypothesizing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like it's not. I still think the best course of action for New Orleans is hanging on until someone is willing to offer the damn farm. Mm-hmm. And if some team does that at the deadline, then fine. Go ahead. Do it. Right. If they if that offer doesn't come in, like, wait. It's fine. You, yeah. What do you lose? Right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's go into some should-be sellers and should-be buyers. A lot of this will naturally get blown up in the... Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clear. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. 
That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. How many? We have 28 hours until the deadline. So yes. this yeah. will age very poorly, very quickly, most likely. But I think it's fair to say, let's start with the sellers. All of the tanking teams, I don't think we need to go into why. But Atlanta, Cleveland, Phoenix, New York, Chicago. If you can mm. get anything for any veterans, do it. Cleveland's reportedly trying to get uh, Alec Burks, I saw, was a potential uh, a target for Houston for Brandon Knight in a first-round pick. That's fine. Like, if you, you'd pay $15 million for a first-round pick, basically. But, yeah, fine. Atlanta's got Dwayne Dedman, Jeremy Lin, Kent Bazemore, if they can get out of him. If you can get anything for any of those guys, great. Phoenix has already traded away a lot of their veterans. but And, like, New York just did their whole big thing last week. I, again, like, you're going nowhere. You're, you're actively trying to get worse. Trade away yeah. anything that's not part of the long-term plans. Get more assets. That's great. Right. Yeah, I've also I've stepped aside from the whole. You know, I remember mentioning the Bulls should be trading like Jabari for Otto Porter because yeah. I have so little belief in their free agency capabilities. <laughs> right. So, but but here's the thing: right now, the plan is Zion, yeah. or, or as at least that's the gamble. Right. Every every one of the teams you just mentioned: Atlanta, Cleveland, Phoenix, New York, Chicago. Yep. All of those teams should be in the hunt for Zion. That's that's where we're at. I mean, yeah. and then yeah, sure, some of them suck at signing free agents, and you need to take some account into that. Right. But that comes a drastic secondary to Zion. The plan is a fourteen percent chance of winning the lottery. Which great. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like when you when you say it like that, obviously it sounds just completely nutty, but right. it is what it is, and but it's yeah. Zion. Some you know. team's gonna win. Like why One of those probably, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, you, yeah you, you've got to be in it to, to win it, right? Right. Uh, you brought up Otto Porter, so let's go to Washington because that's an interesting one, especially in the wake of Tuesday's yeah. announcement. So John Wall has been out since late December. He got surgery in early January to clean up um, some ankle issues. It comes out Tuesday that, oh, by the way, he now has a fully torn Achilles tendon because he slipped and fell in his home and is going to be out at least. They haven't even scheduled the surgery yet because he has an infection from the first surgery and they need to wait for that, the inflammation to go down before they do the surgery. They Once they do it, he's out for at least 12 months. Yeah, so at they, least. At right, least a right. full calendar year. So, yeah. I mean, it's already early February. We are going to assume that John Wall misses most, if not all, of the 2019-2020 season. Yeah. Ted Leonsis went on record a couple weeks ago, said his team's never, ever going to tank. He went on the radio last week and said they're not trading Wall, they're not trading Beal, they're not trading Otto Porter. Do you think John Wall's injury should change his mind? I mean, obviously. (laughs) Right, you're locked in now. You can't. Yeah. Whatever hope you had left that he would come back as the same player or better because of the ankle issue. Yeah, I mean that. I'm sorry, but that's probably gone. Like we've talked a lot about John Wall in this podcast in terms of this. This is one of those guys who just build, lives off of his athleticism. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does have you know a fundamental game that he can 
you know, back his way into in terms of having a passing game. So some pretty good defensive IQ. But the thing is, he uses a lot of that athleticism to be disruptive defensively. So that's going to go away once again. Like, oh man, like, I, I don't know how you do it with a Albatross, Albatross contract that's costing you $170 million over the next four years. And yeah. by the way, if he misses all of next year mm-hmm. and then comes back in 2021? Yeah, 2020, 2021, yeah. Yeah, 2020, 2021. All right, so... Then he would have missed almost two years. Yeah, like a season, a full season and a half. Yeah, more than a half, right? Yeah. Just about, at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, yeah. That is a lot of time off. Like, yeah. that is a lot of rust. Yeah. A lot of rust. I mean, like, it, I, we have to discuss the impact on the Wizards because, like, that's what they need to consider too. But like, I do want to say it just really sucks for John Wall. Like I feel genuinely bad for him. And I, I hope he can come back and be the player that he was because you and I were still on John Wall Island. Like we thought, you know, he had a bad 2017, 18 season, but we still thought like he was just hampered by injuries the whole year. Like in 2016, 17, he was incredible. Mm -hmm. So like, I hope beyond hope that, you know, the odds are stacked against him right now. As you said, yeah. like, he's going to have a lot of rust. He's coming back from an Achilles injury. The odds are that he's not going to be the same player he was. I hope that he is. But... Of course. But the Wizards now have to keep that in mind. He's going into the Supermax deal. He's turning 29 in September. This core, as currently constructed, you can't pretend like it's going to be a championship contender. Like, they're go- they're dead in the water next year now. Mm-hmm. Porter has a 2020-2021 player option. That's the last year of Beal's deal, too. Beal could easily like pull an Anthony Davis this summer and demand a trade and try to get his way out. So I think now is the time. Like, There's no Probably reason. Should. Yeah, right. So like, I understand not wanting to trade him right now just because you have to have some semblance of hope. And if you really want to push for that eight seed, even though you're three and a half games behind the heat, whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, there is no reason to hang on to Otto Porter right now. No. Otto Porter is the one guy you definitely don't need on the roster. Right. Like, I, I, I still think he's undervalued. I think this year is not a fair representation of what he is. Yeah. But at the same time, as you've mentioned, like, he's earning a ton. <laughs> right. And and that's just not – he he's that contract is not really representative of his value. Correct. Yeah. He, he's badly miscast as he's a great number three option he would be very badly miscast as a number two he can't really create off the dribble he can't create his own offense he's great at shooting open catch and shoot three-pointers he's switchable on defense but he would have to be the number two with wall out that's not great trevor ariza too if they can get anything for him uh ramona shelburne of espn said the lakers are interested in him he's a unrestricted free agent this summer there's Like, you're probably going to lose him for nothing because your yeah. core is too expensive. I mean, with Wall, Porter, Beal, and then Ian Mahimi alone, I think they're $1 million below the $109 million salary cap. So if we consider John Wall debt salary for the next four years, yeah, because he might be, right? is this where you just go all in and trade Bradley Beal for whatever you not, – not for whatever you can get, but like you squeeze the lemon? Yeah, like I, I you, think this, this offseason you do. Yeah. Yep. 
that's that's where I'm at as well. Like I I I know that we've talked at length about how that should be the one guy that they keep around. Right. But this just changes things. Like now yeah. they're in it. They should be in a complete teardown mode and rebuilding process. Yeah. Like and for the next four years at least, because they have this albatross contract. Just right. Trade brute Beal and be willing to take on really crappy deals. Like yeah. If someone messes, maybe they shouldn't even trade him this summer. So so hear me out about this one. I think next year, next trade deadline, right? Mm-hmm. They should look at who made the biggest blunder in free agency. Mm-hmm. And they should contact them and go, go, hey, how would you like to turn your blunder into Bradley Beal? Right. Well, I mean, I think they're going to have desperation this summer because, again, if like all of these teams, so many of these teams now have carved out at least one, mm-hmm. if not two max spots, like if the Lakers strike out in free agency and they don't want to wait until 2020 to trade for Anthony Davis, like say the Pelicans trade him elsewhere. Lakers yeah. are going to be super desperate to get that second star. That's true. So they'll, they'll offer the, the farm. Yeah, they'll give up the sun and the moon to get Bradley Beal. This is true. All right, so basically, if if the right offer comes along already this summer. Yeah, yeah. and I think it, I think it will. It could be. I mean, it would have to be steep. Like it's, yeah. I, I right, mean, right. It's very, very important that Washington does not underestimate the value of Bradley Beal, who yes. is, you know, a terrific... He's all, I mean, this dude on... On his own, like on a you know the leading player on a team, it's like twenty five five player. Yeah, I mean, I or twenty five five and five. Yeah, actually, he is averaging. Let me double check here. Uh, since Wall went down, twenty seven point three points on forty six percent shooting, five point eight assists, five point five rebounds, three point one triples, and one point nine steals. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, I'm all. I'm actually seeing his season numbers as well. Twenty four. He's only point two points away from actually going that route. Yeah, like he's an All NBA player. Yeah, he's really good. He's, yeah, yeah. They, they they should. You're right. They should not underestimate. But they, you have to, at least take offers on him this summer because as yep. you said, they're that wall salary is too exorbitant to build around. Unfortunately, like you just mm-hmm. can't. It's. I mean, the the ship has sailed on this core. Yeah. The Magic are another team that are interesting heading into the deadline because you have Vucevic, who's going to be a free agent this summer. Terrence Ross, who's going to be a free agent this summer. Woj came out yesterday and said Mo Bamba is out for this foreseeable future with a stress injury. So do you think that changes Orlando's plans? Do you think they should have been sellers and now that they, they say, uh-oh, we're not going to have a center. We need to keep Vooch? Or do you think... They shouldn't have been sellers in the first place, or do you think they say screw it? You know, where, where, how many games? We're they're four games out of the playoffs right now, but they're twenty-two and thirty-two. Do they say screw it? Let's just trade Vooch. I I don't know. No, they shouldn't trade Vooch. I mean, look, they finally have an an all star who is practically homegrown. He just had that one season in in Philadelphia, I believe. Uh, yeah. No, I think I, I think we traded him right away. Oh, no, did we? No, you're right. You're right. I think he did. He played one, one year in Philly, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking you're the one. Philly fan. You should I know. know. Well, Harkless is the guy who we traded right away. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, he, they need something. They need yeah. something, right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing: like, Nikola Vucevic is really good, and and you have to wonder, of course, what the price tag is going to be this summer. And I think that's when you make the decision if the mm-hmm. price tag on Vooch is just abnormally large mm-hmm. then you say you know thank you for your 
whatever, seven seasons in Orlando. We've mm-hmm. really appreciated. Congratulations on making the All-Star game. That's great. And we thank you. And we wish you good luck. And we'll try something else. I get that the whole idea that, oh, let's see if we can squeeze out an asset. I get that. I get that entirely. But could you could, could you see anyone really at this point giving up the world for Vooch? I could see that happening more so in the summer. Like you said, when right. teams get desperate and overpay or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So maybe what you should do if you're Orlando is just continue to build up the relationship with Vooch mm-hmm. and then Blake Griffin him. Yep, exactly. That would be my, my thought as well. Because, yeah. yeah, I mean... No team's giving up the farm for a rental. I mean, maybe he is sick. Well, unless they're, they're Sixers. <laughs> so rude. Uh, yeah, I mean, unless they're run by a first-time general manager who was put in place because the previous general manager's wife went on Twitter and made burner accounts and blew up his spot, and that general manager was put in place because of nepotism. Unless all of those things happen, then... Yeah, it I mean, sounds like, like a Hollywood movie and not a good one. It's so ridiculous. Someone, the thirty for thirty on the process is going to be just incredible. <laughs> these, these five years deserve their own like three hour documentary. But yeah, I mean, I don't think any team is giving up a huge haul for Vooch right now. So yeah, I think I like that play of re-sign him this summer, assuming you're able to, um, mm-hmm. and then yeah, turn around and flip him next year when. You're a little more confident. And, like, Jonathan Isaac's been showing out lately, actually. So, you know, once him and Bamba get a little more experience, a little more season, you can feel more confident in them. You can flip Vooch and Aaron Gordon at that point. Yep. So who do you go go with for moving forward? Isaac or Gordon? Instead of... No, I think they designed that contract to be a trade asset. Because yep. it, de- it declines every year. They did. But, I mean, let's not ignore the fact that he's a good Aaron yeah, Gordon. Yeah, I know. But I just, I think that, like, he just needs a fresh start somewhere. I, I have zero faith in Orlando getting the best out of Aaron well, Gordon. Well, I, I know that you you and I agree on that. I'm yeah. I'm asking you, what do you think Orlando is thinking here? Who, what do you think? Is, no, I, I is think like their... Yeah, I, uh, think, I think their thinking is we, we gave him a declining contract every year for a reason. We're going to use him to get either a point guard at some point or, like, mm-hmm. maybe we send him to Denver for Gary Harris, something like that. I do like, you know, Denver having a backup plan for not getting AD and then going yeah. for Gordon. Yeah. Because I've mentioned that destination as well for Gordon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm not there yet with Jonathan Isaac. Mm-hmm. I'm just not there yet. But I can get there if he continues to develop in the right role. And it seems like, as you alluded to, like he's been playing a lot better recently. Mm-hmm. But it's a somewhat short stretch. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not quite there yet. And because it's the magic, you just kind of question everything. Yep. Like, apparently Mo Bamba is even being shopped a little bit. So... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just feels like there's just no degree of, of sense being <laughs> made of the magic, which is right. you know, a common threat with those guys. I don't know what they're going for. I could totally see that you being right, that they're looking at the the, the standings and going, hey, you know what? We can make the playoffs. Let's right, go for it. Right, yeah. Which would be dumb. Don't do yeah. that magic. Just print t-shirts and like, yeah, 2019 playoffs, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. Need that few million in playoff revenue. Hey, for some teams, that's, that carries a lot, apparently. I know. It seems like it's happening for the Wizards. Um <sighs> Let's talk about Memphis quickly, because Shams Sharania of The Athletic reported Tuesday that the Charlotte Hornets are closing in on a deal for Marc Gasol. 
You got your wish. It's so good, man. I like. I am so curious if this deal goes down because both of these. I have zero faith in either of these front offices to execute this deal correctly. <laughs> like Memphis should be trying to take back bad salary because then they'll get more out of Charlotte. Right. And I feel like Charlotte, like instead I could see Memphis trying to dump Chandler Parsons on this. And then I could see the same, like the inverse happening with Charlotte. Like Charlotte could be like, all right, give us Gasol. And then <laughs> we'll try to get out of like Nick Batum's contract. And then they'll have to give up like monk it bridges in a first round pick like oh, there is no. just so much potential for hilarity here that yeah. wanted to happen just to see the terms of the deal yeah yeah so basically monk is where i kind of draw the line like or, or actually like right after monk i'm yeah if i'm charlotte i'm willing to include monk in a deal mm-hmm. miles bridges no first yep. round draft pick no those those are just assets that i'm removing from the table I feel like Monk, it's going to be Monk and a protected first-round pick. It's probably going to be that. But I'm also thinking, you know, who's the GM there, right? Mm. So it's just Mitch Kupchak has a a history of, Mm -hmm. let's say, sacrificing the long-term play. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, which is not great if you're a Hornets fan. No. Like, let's let's sell the farm. Fits in with what your owner wants. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be, like, my guess is going to be Monk, a first, and Biombo for Gasol. I mean, I can live with it, but it's still not the greatest. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like the, like, the fit of Gasol and, and Kemba. Like, oh, of course. But, that, like, from an, I'm looking at his age, though. Yeah, I know. And I, even if you add Gasol and you don't give up anything of real value... Are the Hornets beating any of the top four teams in the East in the playoffs? They're not, and right. Gasol can leave this summer. Right. Or he could accept a $25.6 million player option, and Kemba could leave this summer, and then what Oh, do you yeah. Have? Exactly. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, look, I, I get the fit, and I would absolutely love to see Gasol and Kemba play. Yeah. But at the same time, like you're getting, what, 30 games out of them, and then you have all the insecurity about their future. <laughs> right. Right. That's, that's a gamble. Yeah. Um, I saw Minnesota maybe considering shopping Dario Saric. Hmm. Thoughts on that? He really hasn't done much since he got traded. No. I mean, look, Dario, I think, is being miscast like as a spot-up shooter right now. Yep. Uh, we've talked a lot about Dario in the recent years, like he is a guy who is very, he's a, he's a very good passer. He can handle the ball. He's 6'10". Like he was sort of miscast early on in Philly as like a three because he's yeah. really a four. Right. But at the same time, playing the four, he's not a great defender. Yeah. He, yeah. He's so, like a playmaking four offensively and then just a exactly. average defender. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's hard to find the right team for him. I think you need a fit that is just tailored for him. Much like, yeah. you know, Bobby Portis, who's also going to be like a restricted free agent this year, mm-hmm. um, who I think a lot of teams are going in on. Like those, that type of player, my point is, is, you know, you, they need very specific rosters to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever looks at Dario has to look inwards first and go, <laughs> can we really complement Dario's playing style? Right. Right. Yeah. I I was I'm not totally surprised that he's on the block just because they've misused him so much, but I thought it was interesting and you know, I, I, Minnesota is another team where like they're four games out of the playoffs right now. 
Mm. I don't think they're going to be sellers, but I wouldn't hate it if they were. Just because, like, you're going to go for a playoff spot, but, like, Taj is expiring. Jeff Teague has a $19 million player option that I'm going to guess he'll decline just because to get a long-term deal this summer. Yeah. Just get uh, out of Dodge. I mean, look, that team yeah. is, is a tire fire, I think. Right. Moving forward. Like, they yeah. have Towns, and then that's that. Yeah, and Wiggins, and then Jang for two more years. No, no, they have Towns, and that's that. Like, well, that's it, the... <laughs> I mean, they right. It's her, hey, Covington. Don't forget Covington. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, Rocco, that's fine. Right. But, but yeah, he's a complimentary yeah. player. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, they have in, Towns. That's yeah, the guy. They have one guy. Yeah. They're in salary cap out for a while. Yeah. Uh, but but by the way, just to wrap up on Sario or mm-hmm. or sorry, Sario, <laughs> Sario, wonderful, Dario, this burst. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, Ooh. that that's the one team that would make sense for him because oh. he immediately comes in. You know, with Pop has an understanding. You know, he he's Pop Pop is the European whisperer. I know yeah. because I love him too. I love Pop unconditionally. He has like this voice towards us. We have the special radar. Yeah, us Europeans, yeah. right? Uh, and and I think that helps a lot. Just getting him in there, I think I, that would theoretically that would help a lot. And oh, he would man. get minutes yeah. at the four. Yeah. I just love the fit there. He would he would be able to shoot the three. He would be able to pass. Right. I mean, he's the one guy where you know you need to. It takes time to learn the Spurs system. Right. Like Richard Jefferson says, it's going to take at least a year. Yeah. But I think, you know, Dario in particular, will not have that much of a, a learning curve because his passing instincts are just sublime. Like, he would come in and Pop would go, all right, so you need to hit him in the corner off of this, and he'd be like, okay, got it. Like, Dante immediately. Cunningham and a first for Dario Saric. Let's get it done. Yeah, I would do that. Send, I would do that. Send Dante back to Minnesota. Yeah, yep. I love this. Yep. Good Good call. Good call. Let's Let's... Pray to the gods, free Dario. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer. <laughs> this might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons' frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Um, Pelicans oh, the- Brian, we have a oh. trade. Oh, boy. We have a trade, Brian. The Pistons oh. are finalizing a trade to send Stanley Johnson to Milwaukee for Thon Maker. Wow. According to Voge. Huh. Huh. Should we put that in the same category in as the Rodney Hood and Svi? Uh, it's fine, but it's not big. Yeah. I mean, Stanley Johnson, he's another wing. He is, and he did... You know what? He actually had some pretty nice moments for Detroit this year off the bench. Like, they actually right. gave him a lot of responsibility coming off the bench. Yeah. I think that would kind of fit fit well in, in Milwaukee. I'm kind of concerned that he's not a shooter. Yeah, he's just such a bad three-point shooter. It's a very yeah. strange fit. But I, I... Hmm. I mean, Thon did request yeah, request a trade recently. Yeah. So... Huh. This is a finals move when you think about it. Yeah. Because 
now they have another wing who can right. play the three and the four. And Stanley Johnson can even play a little bit of two because he's quick. Yep. But he's defensive-oriented. Yeah. So, yeah. like, Clay, KD, Draymond? And he's an RFA this summer. I mean, for the Pistons, that's fine. Like, you get a year yep. to see what Maker is. If he's something, I mean, he could be your long-term starting four or five, depending on what you want to do with Blake and Andre Drummond. I was just thinking, like, he's going to come to a team where his positions are pretty much filled, so I'm not really mm-hmm. seeing what he can benefit greatly from Detroit. I mean, he wants a, a bigger role, that's right. fine, but then he would basically have to get both backup minutes from both positions, which is, like, even combined, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I- wait, you know what they're going to do? They're going to go the whole 1990... Big men should play the small forward position. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Man, that's that's interesting. Milwaukee, see, there you go. The Sixers started this whole domino effect. I bet Toronto and Boston try to do something too. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, let's see. Uh, deal is agreed in principle per source. Okay, you know, I'm getting I'm getting vote uh, notifications, so yeah, I'm just yeah, reading yeah. whatever. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> One more seller I want to discuss before we hit buyers quickly. Pelicans. Sure. We already talked about AD. <laughs> Come on, that's that's so difficult. But like they they should definitely trade Nico Julius Randle each one. Oh more. yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I I've I've actually gone on record as saying as they should, and I still think that. But yeah, there's there's a small part of me, Brian, that is really intrigued about one thing. What if the Pelicans win the damn lottery? Oh yeah. That's what fair. if they win the damn lottery? Well, like then, then they've shipped up their, shipping all those guys out will help their odds. No, no, no. This is this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking if that if they if they win the lottery, right? Oh, then you I can actually yeah. go to Davis and you can go, "Hey, you know what? You said you wanted to play in a place where you could win consistently." Uh-huh. We have the number 1 pick. We can package that for a star, like yeah. a legit star, or we can draft, you know, the next Barkley. Right. Or whatever it is, right. or whatever he is, because Sion is, is his own person. I have no idea what he's going to end up as, but it's intriguing as hell. Yeah. Like, if that happens, and then they've shifted off, like, like each one more, who's a valuable you know, rotation player, and Nico, who's a dynamic shooter, mm-hmm. like, then you're looking at him going, oh, oh maybe we should have kept those guys. Maybe. <laughs> right, 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 right. Like, they're not going to keep Randall anyway, so they kind if they could somehow convince AD to stay by winning the lottery. Again, yeah. it's a long shot, obviously, but then Nico would make sense to keep around. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, let's or, the- or, hang on. What if you know they actually look at Nico as the long-term four, pending on Davis leaving? I, I guess. What's what's the the point though? Oh no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying, what yeah. if they do? Like, right, right. They could. They could. But this isn't like what I think teams will do. But like, Nico's already 27. He's about to turn 28 in a couple days. Like, hey, I'm not saying it's logical, but right, I am saying right. that it's a small market team. Yeah. That that will need to win games at some point. And and are not interested in starting, or even though this should, and I, I, we've all agreed that by trading Davis, they should just restart everything. Mm-hmm. But the organization might not feel that. 
Like they yeah. might feel as though, oh, we need to stay competitive. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's hit some potential buyers quickly. I had Philly on the list. I'm going to say they're still on the list because they need wings, but they, they clearly made their move. The Lakers are obvious. Wing and they it. just they just bought right Bullock, I mean, and then Bullock. we'll see what happens with Anthony Davis. Sacramento, I think, is the most interesting team heading into the trade deadline, or one Harrison of Harrison Barnes. Yeah, because they have cap space. They have uh-huh. a bunch of expirings. Yes, they're they not. Go- they are not a free agent destination. Like I know mm. they've been better than expected this year, but if they're like. Are, Are you there... saying Yogi Ferrell is not a prime free agent? Come on now. Right. I mean, like, I don't... I, I'm so worried because they have such a good thing going and this young core is so fun. And I don't want them to be like, all right, well, we're not taking back any salary for 2019, 2020 because we think big name... We think Kevin Durant's going to come play with us. <laughs> like, don't do that, Kicks. Just, like, now is your time to get... You should be open and willing to taking on salary for next year. If it's going to help your playoff push. Because the Clippers, who are the 8th seed, who you're only a game behind, they just gave away their best player. Like, that 8th seed is wide open, and it's between you and the Lakers. And if the Lakers don't get Anthony Davis by Thursday, you're in the driver's seat. Because the Lakers just got pounded by 40 points to a team that didn't have uh, Victor Oladipo. Mm. And besides, like, like, the Kings in the lottery, we can't even be sure that they do the right thing. Like, if they win it. Like, science there for the taking. If they win it, it goes to Philly. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, the protection. Oh, right. yeah. So I'm oh, actively right. campaigning against my, my own team's best interest because I would love for them to win the lottery. It would be hilarious. But, no, I, I think they have a real shot at making the playoffs this year for the first time in like a decade and a half. Yeah, they should. As you said, Harrison Barnes makes sense. Otto Porter makes sense. More so Porter when you think about it yeah. because he's more of a spot-up shooter. Yep. Yep. And Barnes does take a lot of possessions, and, yeah. and he dribbles a lot. And like, I actually like Barnes. I know that you're pretty down on him, but, I mean, Porter just in that particular system just makes more sense. He can play yeah. the three and the four. Yeah, Barnes can too, but he's just not that ball dominant. Right. Otto is much more low usage, which is good, a better three-point shooter. Yeah. I would say, like, Danilo Gallinari, but he's missed the last ten games of the back injury, and that scares me too much. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go mm. after him. All right, but that's I think the Kings should be Nico? clear. Yeah, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, they have so many bigs though. I don't think I think they need a, a wing. Yeah, but they like to talk about their bigs playing down. So like know, Nico at that's the three. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm saying don't do dumb stuff, Kings. Do yeah, but it's the smart. Kings. I mean, we look at some point they're they're gonna go back to their old ways, right? I I hope not. I really genuinely yeah. hope not because like their their fans deserve something good. That's true. I'll give you that one. Yeah. Um, Utah, I feel like, should be a buyer. They're reportedly pursuing Mike Conley, which is interesting. And also Nico, ironically. Yeah. And Otto Porter, I've heard they're in on. Oh, really? I think uh, Shams had that a couple weeks ago. That's interesting. I I mean, Porter is definitely one who would immediately come in and and make a tremendous difference. I think that same could be said, of course, about Conley and Nico. But, Mm -hmm. you know, Porter is very much gettable. Mm-hmm. Because of that long-term contract, they would lock themselves up a little bit. But I mean, you know, where is that offense going to come from? Mm-hmm. If they could somehow swing getting both Porter and Nico, now that would be one hell of a trade deadline. Well, Utah. Oh, they well they still have Favors, Rubio. Yep. Do they have? I guess Cephalosha. Mm. 
And Jay Crowder? Is Jay, Jay Crowder? Is, no, he's signed he for next an, year. That was a long-term good deal, huh? Which yeah. then turned yeah. into being sort of a meh. Deal. Yeah, it was like a five-year deal. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have many expiring. It's Rubio and Favors are the big ones. Right, but given, you know, I, I don't think a contract that lasts just for next year at just 7.8, I don't think mm-hmm. that's looked at as necessarily a bad thing. Like, you right. can... And, and Jay is good enough that you don't look at him as, you know, significantly overpaid, I think. Yeah. Like, also, that's, it's fine. maybe Exum is available if you can get that much of an upgrade. Well, there we are talking about someone who's overpaid, though. Yeah, but, you know, he's only at 9.6 for the next two years. Yeah. But he's not good, though. <laughs> I mean, he got robbed for, you know, because of his injuries. Right, 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 right. Which uh, is very tragic. But, like, again, he's also out right now with an ankle issue. Like, yeah. he's, he's made of glass. And he's that contract. I mean, like, like you said, 9.6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Portland's the other team. I know they got Rodney Hood, but I feel like they're not done. They're another team that I think will be striking on the James Johnson. Point. I'm just going to repeat I, myself. I know. you, James Johnson. And then, like, I, well, I guess Milwaukee just made a move, but Denver, Toronto, OKC, I feel like any of these top contenders, Boston even maybe, mm-hmm. I feel like all of them are going to be sniffing around minor upgrades if they can get one. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, as they should. I, yeah, I I do think it it depends on also if you have your own pick or if you don't. Like I yeah. we just mentioned, you know, Sacramento, who obviously if they win the lottery, it goes to you guys. Mm-hmm. But if if you're a team that's like on the bubble and your best case scenario, it's mm-hmm. getting eighth. Yeah, but you have your own draft pick, mm-hmm. and you're in the West where the competition is fierce. Like I I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you at least if you decided to look at it and went, oh, you know what. I don't. I don't really feel like getting my punch or my face punched in by by the Golden State Warriors or the Denver Nuggets <laughs> in the first round. Right. Uh, and I would like a small chance at a Sion, a Sion yeah. or a John Morant or you know yeah. R.J. Barrett, whatever. Like, yeah. I I would I would be very much understanding of that. Yeah, agreed. And Houston too is another one that I think will be actively. Oh yeah, the, they should be looking for something. Yeah. So. I, so I, I don't. So someone one of my mentions. I'm sorry, I don't remember the username. Uh, a couple weeks back, and I'm just gonna mention this name again. But like someone mentioned, how about Nico to Houston because he's such a mm-hmm. dynamic three point shooter. Yeah, like he would fit the system beautifully. Hmm. I wonder what Houston. I feel like Houston would have to probably give up multiple firsts to get him because they'd have to trade back Brandon Knight most likely. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah, man. who has another year on his deal, and it's right. just like right. But Which I wouldn't at, at hate, the, but yeah, it, yeah. I I I, I, I kind of like the fit salary. though. Yeah, but like he would come into a system that is just tailored for him. Oh yeah, he'd be a straight up flamethrower. It'd be great. Right. Yeah. Like he would average like twelve threes a game. Yeah. Like attempts, obviously. <laughs> right. 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 But yeah, like, I mean, it'd be yeah. interesting if. I guess it would come down to how much. Mm. I think they would have to go up multiple first, though. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe not. I don't know. Because the Bulls, when they traded Nico, they only got back one first. And the. Yeah, yeah. they got the late first and then took on a Sheik, right? Right, but they. You know, he got better. I yeah. mean, he, he was good, but he, he only. He was only very much better for a short stretch before they traded him. And then True. he made it to New Orleans, where 
you know, it turned out, oh, he's a lot better yeah. than he was under the Bulls because the Bulls used him wrong. So there you Maybe go. Maybe Houston could do like two first, but one of them is a fake first or one of them is like, you know, like the protected and then will turn right. into two seconds. Into two Yeah, I would do yeah. that. I yeah, would, I would if I'm Houston, too. I would actually I would go that route because yeah. then you're just gunning and like that would yeah. fit. Yeah, and what like whatever. I mean, this is your time. Like Chris Paul's not getting any younger. Right. Yeah. Well, I think the last couple days, if nothing else, have taught us that this deadline is going to be absurd and unpredictable, and all the stuff that we think we know is coming will come out of thin air. Like this, the KP trade and now the Harris trade came out of absolutely effing nowhere. So no one is safe at this deadline. Mm-hmm. You cannot go to sleep, apparently. Sorry, everyone, but just stay awake for the next 28 hours and then we'll all sleep on Friday after you listen to our trade deadline recap. Um, but yeah, give Mort, uh, for the Danish followers out there, do watch Mort's live stream tomorrow. It's going to be great. If I understood Danish, I would do the same. But unfortunately, I'm going to be getting my brain beat in at work. Um, follow us on Twitter, at the NBA pod. You can find all our episodes there. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio. So give us a follow as well. I will be melting down tomorrow, most likely, during the trade deadline. Uh, give, please follow us on iTunes. You can subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we are now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Really, everyone, we are tw- 27 hours away now. Brace yourself for some madness. We will be back Friday with a recap. But until then, I am Brian Tapork, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Good luck on the live stream tomorrow, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.